we're back. What's up, everybody? Ben's a well done coming at you live on this beautiful corona-free day. It's 529 in the morning, Friday, June the 19th. How are you doing? <sighs> you know what? I keep saying it. I love the fact that um, that Texas is primarily open with this whole corona crap and everything that's going on. But personally, I still feel like my life is in a holding pattern. Kind of like uh, like I was an airplane up in the sky and the pilot and um, there's too much traffic below. I feel like I'm, I'm being held up from doing a lot of my uh, personal accomplishments. It's just really, really tough for me. Um, because I'm very, very productive and proactive. By the way, side note, you may see I'm, I'm wearing a gi. I'm on my way to jujitsu at 6 in the morning. But whatever, anyway. Um, and the reason I say it is because I have all this, this new comedy material um, that I really want to work on, which is uh, my passion. It's my life. It's who I am. But until things start to reopen on the more social side, it's kind of it's hard to build off of new material Okay, kind of like the house, like a house. If it was like a foundation of a house, I have this new 10 minutes that I've been working on. Um, and uh, I, I want to build off of those 10 minutes onto the next 10. But it's, it's kind of hard to do that without actually having uh, a stage. And, and you know, you know I, was, I was going out to, um, uh, to public places and doing it, and that's great, it's phenomenal. But right now, still because of corona and now protests and everything else, it's kind of challenging to go up to a random bus stop the way that I was before and just tell jokes for 10 minutes and, or 11 minutes or 15 or whatever the case was. So, um, But yeah, what I'm getting at is um, kind of like as far as a house goes, you wouldn't want to build a second floor to a house without knowing that first floor foundation is solid, concrete, well-built, framed, and all that stuff. And I feel like that way as far as comedy goes because... Um, Part of my daily routine, my schedule was to scout out, find new opportunities, search and destroy, um, you know, really set myself up for a schedule. But everything out of state and a majority of stuff in state is still very slow to no opening right now uh, on, the, on the social aspect of stuff. Um, I mean, so how am I supposed to realistically build off of a 10 minute set work on my next 11 minutes 11 through 20 um, without having that 10 vetted you, you, you see what I'm saying like I really want to take it to the improv I want to take it to higher places but right now things are just so slow and, it, and it's just uh, it sucks it sucks a lot but that's also me being selfish because I know it's a lot worse for a lot of other places um and, and and I really try to keep my ego in check because I feel like an ego is is uh, one of your best friends and worst enemies. Best friends because an ego is part of what drives you to say that you are better than yourself. And it gives you that. It's more than just belief. It's fact. For me, it is at least. That I'm better than somebody. That I'm going to destroy them when I do this. That, that I'm going to accomplish that. Okay? And part of that drive is what takes you over to that next level and, and makes that happen. Believing in yourself is part of what makes everything happen, okay? But that's that ego. Now, there's also egotistical, uh, narrow, just the bad thinking kind of a thing. When you have that thought, but you don't put the training, you don't put the actions into it, 
you know, or maybe it's just, uh, if you really believe something, um, but you don't put the work behind it to have that, like I said, like before, like that solid concrete foundation. Sorry, I just noticed the video's off a little bit. Fix that. But, um, but yeah, what I'm saying, I mean, it applies to everybody. Ego, ego can be a great thing. It can be an awful thing. You've really got to stay balanced. If you have too much ego and not enough, not enough training behind it, you're lacking in training. It's kind of common sense, right? So, I mean, I guarantee you no one that ever went into a championship fight or uh, whatever the case may be, they go in those fights, ideally, ideally that is, if it was like a championship boxing match or something, that, that they're going to win. You know, you become, you, you get to a certain level by believing in yourself, just like Michael Jordan, like everybody else. I mean, if you want to compare myself to Michael Jordan, that's fine. I get it. Not a problem. I'm joking with you. But anyway, but seriously, um, but yeah, I got, got off, got off a little bit on that whole point because uh, I called myself out because I'm looking at my circumstances and whatnot, being selfish and not really even considering how much worse it is for everybody else. And I try to do that. I try to stay humble. Because um, that's part of what keeps me in check and tells me that I need to work harder. I don't make excuses for when something doesn't happen right. I work harder and I, and I get results by making shit happen. The one thing that is out of my realm of possibility to a degree, and I say that very carefully because I'm always very particular with my words, is getting an opportunity. But it's okay because I have an answer to that trying to get opportunities from outside sources to be on comedy shows and do stuff like that, but right now open mics are still a little too non-existent and, and I'm, I'm not even talking about an open mic I mean I mean like an actual show, like a showcase at the a professional venue at an improv or something like that I think uh, some out-of-state joints are still uh, asking the comedians to wear uh, face masks and I'm not doing comedy with a face mask I'm going to mess up yeah, I mean, I don't want people saying what. You get what I'm saying? Um, yeah, and that's not being picky. But if I have a microphone, you got to hear what I'm saying, and it's getting muffled up by a face mask. It's already tough to hear people alone uh, with a face mask. And then you're going to add a microphone. It'll just sound like loud jumble stuff, you know? But um, when an opportunity isn't given to me, I create opportunities. So I will make a showcase. If I'm not given one, I make one. And that's what I really got to move on to now. But the thing is, with, with all these uh, existential factors having nothing to do with me, there are there are always existential. There's always additional outside factors that have nothing to do with you when you're trying to accomplish a goal. That's normal. But these are on top of those. And the fact that I'm trying to work on comedy uh, while uh, while you're supposed to be still social distancing, it's kind of a tough thing. And, I, and to be honest with you, I, I feel that like a lot of people, especially with all the protests and riots and everything, if anything, they need a laugh, but they just don't want to hear it. They're just not in the mood. You know, every day when you turn on the damn news, you hear about uh, it being the end of the world tomorrow and... They're fear-mongering. You know, I said it before and I'll say it again. 
if there's a newspaper, old school, actual physical newspaper, okay, and it's some guy is selling it at some tabloid place in New York, and he, he's waving a newspaper, if it says great day tomorrow, nobody's going to pay attention to it. Everybody's going to walk by. But if it says the end is near, everyone's buying a copy. And that's exactly what they do with the news nowadays. They fear monger, and they will, you'll notice when when their ratings are up because every news organization will cut to, cut to commercial more times because they get paid more based off of advertisements. So, um, you know, I, I spent uh, maybe like five minutes or so uh, switching back between like CNN and Fox News and one was basically saying uh, how literally in the headlines of uh, CNN it, it made a comment about President liar uh, uh, China so pretty much you just see that you'd be like oh oh the president is actually um, uh, he's a liar and he's doing something uh, he got China to you know he asked China's help for re-election or whatever the case and then I turn it to Fox and they're talking about a completely different story it's so crazy regardless of what's true and what's not that no matter what news organization's going on, the top news story has two different completely angles on it. And I don't just mean like two different points of view. I mean like opposing directions. How, how are you supposed to trust anybody? How are you supposed to trust your country, your news, or even the general discussions you would have with somebody when you're being told two different things? That's like if two different people told you a story about a, a horrible event that happened or, or an event that happened and one person said it was an absolutely horrible event and then somebody else told you and it was the exact event all over again but it was a positive, but it had a positive spin to it. You're like, okay, so what, what's going on here? It, it's just, it, it's so crazy. You know, I'm trying to get everything that I can get done. I'm trying to do the best that I can and um, as a comedian and whatnot, you know, the ironic part is a lot of my new material, it has nothing. It has nothing to do uh, with any of this corona stuff or uh, the protests or anything else. And I think I, I can almost guarantee you that, that that will be the number one thing that most people will try to hone in on. Everyone's going to try to get 60 seconds of justice and talk about um, uh, Black Lives Matter or they're going to talk about all of a sudden they're going to act like they're a doctor talking about um, uh, Corona. Look, part of what's going to make my comedy great, and that's not me being egotistical, that's me being honest and realistic, is that it's universal. And it it's not going... I'm trying to have what I say be timeless. What I mean by that is I'm not going to have it necessarily talking about one period, one topic, one era. Um that is, uh, that's kind of fleeting by, or, it, you know, I guarantee you that there's, uh, somewhere in, in CNN headquarters that actually has, like, a new infectious virus department, because the second this thing starts to slow down and the ratings start to drop again, they're gonna start, they're gonna just keep on that, those fires going, just like with these damn protests, just like with the corona, um, you know, people, things are finally, finally starting to reopen, and, um, one more thing is yesterday on uh, CNN, the headline, it said uh, a coronavirus update. It was an hour segment just having to do about new updates and developments. 
and it was just all just destruction, terror, all sorts of bad shit. But my stuff isn't going to have anything to do with that. My stuff is going to is basically going to um, be timeless from now on because I'm not I'm not going to stick to certain references that that are captured based off of one period. I'm really my new stuff is all universal now. It's smart, it's intelligent, it's thought-provoking, it's intriguing. I drop knowledge, you learn stuff, and um, and it's going to incorporate a way for people to um, to laugh, to think, and um, to want to spread that information with these crazy facts that I'm dropping and stuff to other people, which will be my best reference and word of mouth for other people to want to come watch my shows. You know, I've done a lot of work to try to spread um, uh, my name and who I am and whatnot doing comedy and I have these like cool like promo cards and stuff my info on it but the next step is getting people to speak for me which is what I'm working on now um, and I really found my voice during this whole corona period uh, to find out stylistically the best way that I can that I for me the hands down even out of a crowd of people of other comedians how to drown out the noise of their stories, propel mine, okay, make everybody want more, and it also speaks volumes of who I am and my opinion, so when they leave, when I get off stage, they know a little bit about my personality and my beliefs and my point of view on things and stuff like that, so I'm really excited to, uh, to do this, um, uh, not better version of me, but the truest core version of me, who I really am. Um, and stylistically and everything else. So I'm going to have so much fun with it. I did so much uh, uh, internal searching during this whole corona period. And part of that, as far as jiu-jitsu goes, um, in a similar way to comedy, because they really do hand-in-hand um, -hand work, work great with each other. Jiu-jitsu really brings out the best uh, in problem-solving when it has to do with whatever your personal passion is in life. Um, so in the great way one helps out the other and vice versa um, uh, in the way that my comedy changed for the better so did my jiu-jitsu exponentially and the key is basically doing less uh, less movements less words that have more impact and actions to make me successful not just as a comedian but doing jiu-jitsu as well just like chess. I talk about chess a lot. Not a lot, maybe periodically, because uh, chess is so great. Because in the exact way that I could impress someone with a big, long dialogue of conversation, or just like you could impress someone by, by winning a masterful uh, chess match by many moves, okay? To me, it's even more impressive. Um, and, and basically to get that exact point across with fewer words. There's something really beautiful and elegant when you can actually say something or do something or win a chess match in the least amount of moves as possible. And that's what my comedy and jiu-jitsu now is as possible. The least least words, least amount of words with the most amount of impact and the least amount of movements with the most amount of actions. And I'm excited. So anyway, guys, about to start rolling. Uh, I'm Benji Well Done. Y'all have a beautiful day. Check me out. Peace.